welcome uh, to another fun-filled edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron, joined by my favorite pal, the unaccredited second-string B-roll player. I give you the brand. Hey, how's it going? You know, I've been watching uh, this back stream, this stream that goes along with every episode of Columbo, right? No, no, hear me out. And she do does, I have to? She does something that reminds me of you. She goes through all the scenes of Columbo, and she picks out everyone in the scene that's uncredited, and she gives them credit. Yeah. That's sort of what I do when I put you, when I put you over at the beginning of the show. I'm credited? You know, well, I mean, you see, I, you know, I'm giving you the luxury of a credit. The reason we're so into the TV theme again this week, because we spun a wheel, we made the deal last week, the wacky deal, when the Retro Rewind yes. came up. Bam! <clears throat> the Retro Rewind. If you did not see last week... That hit for the first time in, yeah. like, ever. It was the first time since we put it on the wheel. If you like seeing Brent see the wheel, then that was a show for you. But nevertheless, uh, the winner of the role last week is a show we sort of just did recently where we've turned a spin on it, and that is, bam, TV games. We're going to have a TV party tonight. Wait, is that the same logo from last time? No, of course not. What are you trying to say? So let's talk about TV games to Brent. Now... We touched on this a little while back, the old TV games, uh, when we went over ALF, yes. I believe was one of them. What did I play? I don't even remember. Uh, it was garbage. Uh, hey, wait a minute. That's MASH, nice. wasn't it? No, it was, we did MASH. We've done MASH before. Uh, so this time out, we made some, some ground rules, didn't we? No kid shows. No kid shows at all, except sort of. Because both these shows are sort of for kids. In fact, your show started out straight up as a kid show back in the day. Before you picked this show this week, did you? I know you. It took you a little while to pick. Did you have any other front runners that you looked at? Yeah, I really wanted to do Pirates of the Car- or Pirates <gasps> of the Dark Water. What's the scoop on that? Great show. Yeah. that was unfinished because of corporate idiocy. So uh, that show never got a conclusion. Correct. That is a bum. They only found half the treasures. I, it, it, the, the story on that was so good. It was Batman's levels good at times. Not all of it, but at times. Now Because they started retooling it. That show, oh, <laughs> when they retool it, you got problems. That show was a show that had a, continu- a perpetually continuing yes. story, right? Yes, it was episodic. That's what probably killed it. Listen. Well, yeah, that's you, what made it awesome. If I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you, because uh, uh, I didn't do this the first time, but I also thought I couldn't, we couldn't do it, but Exo Squad... A game, uh, a show that I love, very similar to your show, that had a long run. It sort of had an ending, but then it ended on a cliffhanger. So that was kind of, and then it got canceled. And they were sure it was coming back. So that was kind of a bummer. At least Gargoyles, that's the one I did. It did sort of get an ending too. So the, the cartoons don't have a, lot, a good history about getting ending shows. Now, live action shows, on the other hand, I would say that the show I picked this week got a pretty decent ending, and, and the show you picked isn't over. Well, so. to be fair, the, the show, well, all right, we'll talk about it when we get to yeah. the show. Uh, anything else you considered aside from that? Um, uh, I really want to do Pirates at some point, so no. Yeah. But, but, in my research, I was, I was looking at some other uh, Incredible games based on television shows, and I found out something. Yeah, there aren't any incredible <laughs> games based on TV shows. They're almost all crap. I mean, it, it's it's scary how crap they are. Well, you're not wrong, and I will say it's funny if you're watching the video versus we're looking at Night Rider. I actually looked at two different Night Rider games and another game that was like a, it was a Starsky and Hutch game. 
but it was based on the stupid film, so I was out on that. Uh, but it, I kind of wanted to do a driving game. You know, I looked at uh, uh, a couple of those. Here's another one I actually looked at, Airwolf. I loved this show back in the day, but the, I've played this, uh, the Sinclair version of this, and it's, it's the worst. It's the dirt worst, so <laughs> I skipped out. It's funny, Happy Coding begged me uh, to do World's uh, Scariest Police Chases, which we actually came up. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That has a show. So that will probably, somewhere down the line, I'll end up picking that one because that is a good choice. The, the uh, other one I looked at, Mythbusters. Mythbusters has a game. A, how does that work? Uh, apparently not well. It used to have a demo, and I was going to go with it because of the demo, but... Uh, uh, the demo has been taken down now that the full release is out. Yeah. So, so it would have been a $13 purchase that I would have instantly regretted. Yeah. I will say Happy also tried to get me to do Biddy Hill on the uh, uh, on the ZX. He said he hacked me and hacked to put the theme in there, the appropriate theme, the Yakety Sax. I like Biddy Hill, but I didn't think I was up to a that those ZX Biddy Hill game. Some of the other games, the Popeye, they're real bizarre games. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I got to get something. I've got to try something a little more on wheelhouse here. So, with all that said, that's what we were supposed to do, huh? What's that, well, <laughs> listen, I think we both got something in our wheelhouse. Man. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, Brent, uh, since you're uh, uh, such a happy fellow, I'm going to let you start the dance this week. What do you got for us for TV games? Too? I went with the the classic, Aaron. Yeah. So good, it got ported to a thousand systems. <laughs> yeah. The dialect. Attack. You know, we talked this before the show. I'm, a, I'm an old school Doctor Who fan, as yeah. you know. Yeah. And we've all, in the States, all my friends, me, we always pronounce this Darlick. D A R L E K, Darlick. Despite the we lack never, of an R. Well, you got to think, we watched these shows and they were from the UK. And so there, there was the accent in there. And so just for us, it always sounded like Darlick. So you can imagine my surprise when it was Dalek. Yeah. You know, a few years when I looked up, like, wait a minute, what is this? Uh, now, <laughs> like, what the hell? I, I was talking to you earlier, the fact that we sort of roll reversal this week. Yes. Intentionally, because I love Doctor Who, especially Classic Who, but you don't give a crap about Doctor Who, do you? No. What do you know about Doctor Who? Uh, very little, uh, except it's a big, long-running show that, yeah. that won't die. No. Um, and... and for the for better or for worse, no, I it's, suppose it's, it's entering Simpsons levels of please. Oh style. no, it's way past that, man. <clears throat> Come on. Uh, <coughs> however, for this game, I want I want to take a second to talk about the studio. I want to take to take a second to talk about dialects in general. All right, because dialects are the the big baddies of Doctor Who. I mean, they are they probably yeah they are the the most reoccurring entity uh, outside of the main characters themselves. And they started out, right, as a, a representation of Nazis. And their whole thing is they want to destroy everything that isn't them. And they're, they're built up this, this uh, inkillable uh, robot race, no feelings outside of hate. Is inkillable a word? That's right. That's right. You got there. Um, so... Uh, the look of these things are basically trash cans with plungers. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the old joke. And, and that's there's there's actually nothing wrong with the design. It, it's if you uh, see them in their show settings, 
I can see where they would have been intimidating back in like the '60s or whatever. They're when still they first intimidating if they get done right. Uh, mm, yes, you're right. I agree. Listen, no, I agree. Famous scenes, Doctor Who, is when one of the characters runs upstairs. And it sort of mockingly turns the Daleks. <laughs> and then the Daleks actually can jet, jet up. Yeah. yeah. So, but, that, but they were sort of funny, but they were also, I always thought they were super duper scary because of their voice. Yes. Yeah, they have that whole exterminate, exterminate. Yeah. And then it's, it's that weird panic computer voice. Yeah. Uh, so that is the, the main story element of the game, right? It's them. They're attacking. They're attacking the Earth. Yeah. Um, and they they really get a bum rap of this game. Uh, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> They're trying to kill everybody. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not like that. No, no, no. Uh, the, they are a common enemy in the game that you can just shoot a few times and they blow up and die. I don't know. Not, it takes a lot of shots to it, kill. It them. doesn't take a lot of it, one grenade shot or like six <clears throat> blaster bolts and they blow up. Well, I found that incredibly disappointing. Well, uh, and they do have s- some of the different variations. They've got the ones that can fly. Uh, at the very beginning of the game, they they are the uh, it's an auto scroller, so they are the thing that is pushing you, and they can just if you run into them, they just generate your health. But Real quick, after explaining what those are, I want to talk about who made this game. Uh, this was put out by Alternative Software. Now, Aaron, I don't know if you've ever heard of Alternative Software. I'm going to guess you haven't. They are they the <clears throat> premier budget software uh, producers. At one point, they, they claimed to have sold... Over 17% of all budget software was theirs. That's a lot. That's a lot of software that's under their their umbrella. Are you saying this is a budget title? Uh, oh, don't jump to the end, All right, Darren. please go ahead. So when this was out and, and alternative software was going to uh, yeah, produce the game, market the game, they were like, man, Doctor Who... This isn't really a budget title. I mean, Alternative Software had the license. They were going to do their thing. But they were like, instead of putting Alternative Software on your game or on on the box, let's put something else so people don't think that this is a budget title, right? And they put, uh, I'll have to look it up real quick. I believe they put uh, Armageddon Software. Uh, And because of this... It was considered not a budget title. Yeah. But you know what happened? I don't. The copyright of the actual people whose name they used yeah. were like, hey, we didn't produce this. Why are you putting this on your box? Because they had picked a name that was an actual company without knowing it. Oh, that shtick. So, right, gotcha. so what happens to the budget software? They have to pull it all back. They oh, gotta man. they gotta pull it all back and put stickers over top of the uh, uh, the name that they, the name of the company that they just basically stole. So they're boxed that stickers <laughs> on them. Uh, oh yeah, over over top of the oh, uh, alternate namesake. Yeah. So, game at large, what was this thing released on? This was released on everything, and then was supposed to be released on more. DOS got a version. The Spectrum got a version. C64, the Amiga, the Atari ST, and the uh, uh, Amstrad CPC 
had a finished version that just never made it to market. Ah. Uh. So we looked at the DOS version, and there are actual differences in all these versions. The biggest version is the ZX Spectrum has completely it, the, the 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 themes the same the levels are sort of the same but they don't get the first sewer level yeah um, and they they're lacking some of the other features in the game uh the strangest thing though is depending on what version you're playing is who you get to play as oh uh, really yeah so that's all you get a choice in the uh in the in the dos version of, of but it's an odd choice of doctors it was only like think four in the DOS version, you get to play as either uh, the second Doctor. Yeah, Patrick Chowton. Uh, oh, you got to do this to me? Hey, that's a, I, I'm just telling you, people need to know. Um, it was him, Tom Baker, Peter Davidson, or Sylvester McCoy. And this was released in the ear of Sylvester McCoy. He's in the opening. It's even got his patented credits wink yeah, when so, it opens. So that's the second Doctor, fourth Doctor, and seventh Doctor. Yeah. Um, and then... The player two version, the just a two player game. The the player two didn't get to play as a doctor. He was either a uh, unit soldier, yeah, or uh, uh, one of those. Apparently, there were a couple of different color variations you could choose from. Those are, oh yeah, I don't, I wasn't sure who they were trying to pull off and and on the second player. So I I don't know exactly. You know, but it looks like I'd say companions from, uh, well, Pertwee spent most of the time at you. There was one companion that you could just, one of the versions you could just straight up play as one of the companions. Oh, yeah? As but player not two. the DOS version. But not the yeah. DOS version, correct. I wonder why they did. It's odd that they picked those doctors for the DOS version. Now, you say it was different in other versions? It was. Uh, in fact, like the, the ZX Spectrum got completely limited to one doctor, which I believe was the seventh. That would be, yeah, that'd be supposed to recoil. Again, this was released during his era. Um, yeah, the, 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 the ZX Spectrum, you can only play as him. Um, the game also has uh, the dog in it. Uh, K9. K9. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, from what I saw, he does nothing. He's like just like the show. He just kind of roll. He 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 slides around with you for a little while. Um, I didn't see him. When do you get him? He, third mission, which I did not get to, yeah, by the way. But say, we'll get into that. I didn't see him. Uh, the enemies in this uh, Robomen are probably the most predominant. Then you've got the the Ogrons. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, and then a crap ton of different dialects. Uh, mutants, rats, uh, gang members, armored cars, uh, dinosaurs, robots. I wonder they, why they didn't put the Cybermen in there. They would have fit uh, better than the, the Ogron. That's, Cybermen are a big deal. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they made I the choices they made. I know lost on you, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I, thought, I, I saw these guys. I'm like, is that, who is that? Is that those weird bearded guys? And I guess well, I guess that's them, but I wouldn't call them a big player. So the theme of this is you have to go to London, Paris, New York, Tokyo, and eventually to the uh, dialect homeworld. Yeah, and, and put a stop to all their tomfoolery. You're basically turning off orbs, Scarrows. yeah, that are ready to to blow up the planet. I like what it says. It's like you've got to turn off the beams and t- or turn on the pods. 
and shut off the beam. Yeah. Which is, that's dumb. Yeah. I, I read it says that several times. Like, that's that's not a good way to put that. Come up with something else. Uh, the game, Aaron, is set in the year 2254. Yeah. Is there a Doctor Who reason why that was I, You Listen, you got me on that. There could be, but it's not It's not something that comes to me instantly, so I don't remember. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good to know that we made it that long for the Daleks. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the game, the Daleks like, yeah, the humans are getting too advanced. Let's go wipe them out. And that's like, pretty much the plot. I think that's fair. And Davros is giving the speech. He didn't mention him. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, how does this game play? Well, the first stage is unique uh, and not available in all versions. But it is a side-scrolling, uh, auto-scroller shooter. Where you are in your little hover pod thing. And you are flying through the sewers, being chased... Uh, and if you feel so inclined, there are humans trapped up every once in a while that you can shoot the top of their slime and collect them, or you can just shoot them and kill them. Or you can just drive by them. Or you can just drive by them. That is correct. Um, It's odd. It's an odd opening for the game, but I will say it's action-packed. Yeah. Uh, it has a boss at the end, some kind of sewer monster. It's a twin-headed sewer monster. (laughs) Well, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, or possibly just two sewer monsters. Yeah, it could to be, be two. Fair. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and then that's stage one. You never get a stage like that again. Oh, <laughs> You know, so uh, let's talk just real quick. It says we're go- we'll go stage by stage. All right. Well, so, I know. Right. I know. <laughs> stage one, and well, actually, this whole game, Doctor Who is, is a blast and stuff left and right. Oh, yeah. If you counted the number of times that Doctor, Doctor Who shot stuff, Outside of maybe the third Doctor, it didn't happen all that much. Doctor Who, not known for his marksmanship or his uh, uh, platforming ability, would get to that. Well, and we're, that, that's definitely something I'm going to talk about. Uh, the next five stages, basically, London, Paris, New York, Tokyo, and oh, the final man. stage, yeah. are all platformers. And they have you running and jumping through the different locations, uh, grabbing hold of ledges, uh, I mean, the doctor's quite nimble. Uh, he can he can do a fair amount of stuff. His jump's kind of weeny, but he makes up for it for being able to hang and climb and do that kind of stuff. Um, enemies are everywhere. Uh, they are well they are well represented in the in their numbers, and the progression is not straightforward. It's not like you are just walking through a level. It's almost like it's an open world game. Yeah. Now, your your job is to uh, basically get the the smart card to turn off the, the, the orbs. Uh, and to do that, you have to fight a boss. Yeah. And the boss is not going to just come out and fight you. You have to find them. Yeah. And that means going in and out of uh, tube tunnels, uh, you know, subway tunnels, uh, in and out of buildings, climbing on rooftops, walking across invisible ledges, going through invisible walls. It's that kind of game. It, it is an. It wants you to explore, and it will. It, it gives you no indication on which way you need to go. Uh, it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Did you get off the first? Stage. Yeah, the first stage. No, yes. I'm not talking about sewer. I'm talking about 
the full part of one day. And one of the main reasons, I wasn't 100% sure what I was supposed to do. Okay. I climbed around. I went in the buildings. The thing is, there's tons of stuff after you, you know? Yes. And so... You, it's if you land on the ground, they're gonna come get you. If you touch the water, you're gonna have problems. You know, so it's lots of climbing and stuff, which is weird. That you know, it's just weird. It doesn't seem like a proper Doctor Who game. It well, because, we're not even gonna talk about that yet. We're oh, just talking okay. about the gameplay at large. Um, the problem here is there is no indication on where you're supposed to go. Yeah, what are you and supposed to do? Can you tell me? You're supposed to go through different buildings, and yeah. different buildings but will What are you trying even, to get? You're just trying to find the boss to get the smart card to turn off the orb. Okay, you just run around. Yeah. It's, been, it's very the European model in full effect. No, it's more like um, Adam's Family for the Super Nintendo, oh. which I guess is sort of European. Mm -hmm. But you're not necessarily collecting a bunch of stuff. You're just trying to get from point A to point B. Um, but the issue here is they don't indicate what's a door. They don't indicate what is something you can search because you can search trash cans and benches and windows and get different items, different power-ups like grenades, different types of guns, that sort of thing. But there, Doctor Who, mind you. There are no indications of any of this throughout the entire playthrough. Yeah. Uh, my problem is I I was dying a lot, right? Yeah. But I got to the point where I wasn't dying, and I simply didn't know where to go. And I could not find the doorway that took me to the place where I could finish the rest of the level. Yeah. And since I couldn't find that doorway, I just ran around for... for 30, 40 minutes, and I was finally like, screw this, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I watched the playthrough, because I got a feel of the game. I understand how it works. It, it, the controls are actually decent. The uh, the the fighting is okay. Uh, you get generated, though. It's not one-hit kills. You do have a life meter. Uh, it, it Basically, your picture turns into a Doctor Who in emblem, yeah, uh, and if you do it, you die. Your guy gets about a second and a half of invulnerability, but he's you don't respawn. It just you just keep going exactly where you're at until you run out of lives. Yeah, uh, the game is brutally cheap. Yeah. Brutally cheap. It will put uh, uh, mobs right off stage, or as soon as you go through a doorway, you'll get smacked. Uh, unavoidable damage for the most part, and that that sucks. But even past all that, I mean, that makes the game unfun. But even past all that, not indicating or not having any kind of of gadget, which would have made perfect sense, right? You have a gadget that maybe it flashes what door you're supposed to go in or puts an arrow on it. That would have made all the difference. Did the playthroughs ultimately reveal where to go? Yes, but. <laughs> Here, I didn't watch a playthrough. That's why I was like, I watched a full playthrough. The when they play, and this isn't a speed run, they're just playing through the game. They go in and out of doors so often and so quick to avoid getting hit. Yeah. Because they'll go in a door, see they're gonna get hit, immediately exit, go in the door, throw a grenade, immediately exit, go back in the door, move two inches to go into another door. And you can't follow it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's not the fault of the player. That's just how the player no, plays just, the that's game. That's a dumb way to have to do it. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I, I did the same things without any skill. <laughs> I'm just saying you have to, otherwise you get shot. So, is this a good game? I can't say it's not. 
because the gameplay elements are are fine. Okay, they're fine. You're running, you're shooting, you're jumping. All of that is fine. But is the game fun? Absolutely not. Does the game have anything to do with the source material? I mean, yes, the doctor's there, which looks, they look good. Uh, they look real good. I love playing as the doctor with the scarf. Yeah, uh, Tom Baker. You, because uh, uh, I mean, it kind of flows in the wind type yeah. thing. Uh, and those things look like they're supposed to. The enemies look like what they're supposed to. Yeah. But it doesn't have any it feel of the universe. I never felt like, man, I'm playing an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. I felt like I was playing a game that had Doctor Who elements. And for me, that's not what I want from a television-based game. What was your opinion on it? Well, first off, I, uh, uh, this this game, again, it took place during the Sylvester uh, McCoy era, which was the last era that Doctor Who had before he was gone for a long time. That's when he left. I love Sylvester McCoy. He's, he's probably one of, he's, if he's not my favorite Doctor, he's in the top two with Tom Baker. Uh, and... But, I mean, the, what makes this game hilarious to me is, of all the doctors, he was far and away the least, like, shooty, punchy. Like, none of the doctors, the old doctors really did that much, except right. for maybe the fourth doctor. But the, the, this this game doesn't make any sense. They've got the doctor doing Prince of Persia. He's jumping up on ledges yeah. and holding himself oh, up yeah. on the rooftops. Yeah, yeah. And stuff, and Doctor Who never—he never did that crap, you know. The newer Doctors are more—they made it more action-packed or whatever. But the old guys they didn't do the stuff. They did a good job of rendering the Doctors, like you said. The, the, it's odd again. The choices are odd. The second, the fifth, uh, and and the uh, seventh Doctors in there, which is—it's an odd choice. Uh, and you could also, like I said, you could almost put the sixth Doctor because the, the sixth Doctor's outfit and. So it's recorded up. It looks the same. The uh, the Daleks was good. The opening was cool when the Daleks yeah, were talking. Okay. I mean, it was cool. It was scary. You know, it it showed uh, scars. It showed Davros. Davros is like the one of the big leaders, the Daleks, uh, and so that's cool. You get to go to Scar. But I mean, real the plot. You know, okay, it it is. What it is but I mean, the actual gameplay. It's it stinks. This is why Doctor Who has never been really in, in a big game. Like all the games, Doctor Who stink. All of them. <laughs> All right. And why is that? It's because Doctor Who is not James Bond. Yeah. You know, Doctor Who is the thinking guy. You know, if you're going to have a Doctor Who yeah, game, I you agree. should have the game where Doctor Who's there, but you play one of his more apt assistants, like Ace, you know, or, or uh, Lila, one of the ones that were like, are, there were butt-kicking assistants, but yeah. Doctor Who himself doesn't, he doesn't punch guys and stuff. In this game, presumably, he's shooting people with the sonic screwdriver, yeah. which is dumb. Yeah. You know? The beginning thing where you drop to the sewer was fun enough. It was okay. That was the best part of the game that I played. The other part was just confusing yes. and goofy. You know? Uh, the uh, I just it, I didn't like the gameplay. I think you need to get more direction. Again, when I said this was like a, the European slant on this sort of game, which it would be. It's Doctor Who. But these exploration... Like, I don't like the dodging out of buildings. Just having random crap on the streets. I mean, good lord, I saw... I've seen so many more deep games that would have been better Doctor Who fits on the ZX, uh, for example. 
where you would that would work better. This is just a, the the first level is almost like it's if they brought it in for another game, and then it's the rest of it is just lame, lame. So no, I didn't like it, and I love Doctor Who, old school Doctor Who. I did like the opening. I did like the uh, Dalek stuff. I do. I did like the comic book framing of the of the thing. You know, I like that stuff. The rest of it stinks. Although it does, one of my favorite things to see when it says "loading sewer." Yeah, that is. I do like that. <laughs> I like that screen too. But overall, I thought this was uh, uh, no buys, no good, dud, big so, dud. So, Aaron, this was released in 1992. Yeah. Okay, and. It was then re-released in 94. Yeah. And then re-re-released in 97. Really? This is also the last full-price ZX Spectrum game ever made. Really? And the reason why that is, is they, much like the CPC, they were not going to launch the, the ZX Spectrum version. And they had a write-in campaign begging them to release it. Yeah. So it sat in, finished on the shelf for a long, long time. And finally, the fans were passionate enough uh, to get the company to reconsider releasing it. Uh, uh, well, maybe they maybe they hadn't <laughs> thought about the gameplay aspects of it too much. Um, alternate software still exists. Yeah. Uh, they are not nearly as active as they were in the late 90s or late 80s early 90s yeah uh but they do still occasionally put out some budget software um it's they are not obviously the the big wheels that they were this was a huge hit for them this did pretty well in the mags uh scoring seven out of ten on most things that most people that reviewed it uh this is even released a modern day in, in some capacities, your your uh, good old games type affair. So amazing stuff. Not what I wanted from a Doctor Who game. Did, but did you try any other versions yourself? I did not. I know that the Amiga version is sort of considered the the definitive version. It's yeah. It's it looks very similar to the DOS version. Yeah. The sound is is better. Correct. Uh, on, on the Amiga version. Although, in all, in all honesty, and here's the sad thing. I've sort of buried this game. You, you know? did, yeah. And it's still the by far the best Doctor Who game I've ever played. <laughs> I played a couple for the Wii. Oh, man, those were bad. Yeah. So bad. And they've got some that are older than this that are not. They're just, this game, the first, I, as stupid as the first level is, I'd rather just have a bunch more levels like that than I would the running around. Well, level. the thing is, is that's that's not Doctor Who. None of it is. is. I know he's shooting guys left and right. I know. If I Doctor know. Who came at a Dalek with the with, the, with his sonic screwdriver, he'd be dead. He'd yep. be a dead man. Yep. Yep. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a shame, but that that they haven't that they haven't gotten it done with Doctor Who. Now, again, you think the more modern doctors have better games, but like I said, the last ones I played were for the Wii, and they they were, they were, they were no good. And there's also like a card game, you know, that kind of crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they always sell the license short, as, they, as some would say. Uh, if you are looking to pick this up, on the Amiga, a boxed version uh, runs you in the $80 range. Yeah. Um, of co- that's insanity. Of course, Doctor the Doctor Who. It's always going to be inflated prices. Yeah, uh, it's one of those games that 
is available, but not necessarily in the old school format. So if you are wanting a copy of it from back in the back in the day, uh, uh, get it now because supplies are limited. Well, I uh, we did get a review on this uh, on the Discord. Uh, the brand uh, Pajaka writes in. I gave this game a whirl on DOS, and what is really sad is that is that it is almost is uh, good, albeit by the book's licensed platformer. But everything about this is clunky, difficult, and lacking polish. It's also so far away from what a Doctor Who game should be thematically that it doesn't feel like a Doctor Who game. That is 100% true. Yeah. They missed a trick not using regeneration when you die, which is funny because they sort of did that in Pinball Machine. And there is no animation when you die. One moment you are playing, suddenly the game is a, uh, the game over screen continues. Also lost a life walking past the doorway just as an enemy came out of it. Yeah. So it's quite cheap in places. Very. I didn't get to try out two-player, but it looks like it could have been fun. Eh. I wanted to try out the other versions of this as a comparison, but clearly I've traveled back in time from the future and deleted them from my ROM collection <laughs> because the game is so lousy and my future self didn't want me to suffer. Graphics are great. The sound is pretty good. Uh, uh, good, too. It all felt like a pro, uh, proto Adams family, but needs work. More like Dr. Pooh. Get this turd is out of here. Four out of Tardis. Get it? Instead of Tardis, good one. Four out of ten. That was tough to read. <laughs> Pajaco, he's a, he's a literary genius, Brad. I think four out of ten is probably a little low, but I agree with all of his points. Why? What's fun about this game? Would you play it now? Would you go play it again? I mean, let's face facts. That's, now, once you got past the first level, which is like, this sucks. I, I mean, and no. the first level's dumb. No, I wouldn't personally play it again, but the game is functional. The, everything about the game does work as intended, even if the intention is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like I said, they were, they were sorry. You know, I'm a, when you're a Doctor Who fan, you're so, you've got a soft spot for a lot of the I like it when you can switch docs. That's one thing about the pinball machine. That's by far the best Doctor Who related gaming yeah. things, the Doctor Who pinball machine. You get to pick a ton of doctors. They got their cool faces up there. You got the Daleks. You got all the pinball stuff. It's way, it's much like the Twilight Zone we talked about before the show. These great, incredible properties. What's wrong with you suckers? There's a zillion years of stuff out there waiting for you. Make a good game, you idiots. So, what did you bring to the table? Sorry. I Uncle just, Grumpy. It just cheeses me off. It's Doctor Who. Why do you treat him like this? Well, you know. You idiots. He, he probably needs to be treated like this. And the this new nowadays. show. Don't even get me started. So, listen. I thought to myself, what are we going to play this week? I want to get into something. Something different that I've never played before. You know? Based on a show that I like. That I had some prior knowledge of. You know what I mean? I want to get into something that, that I had uh, uh, watched back in the day. I nosed around, and I remembered that I played this god-awful fighting game based on the TV show that I thought sucked. I was like, surely they made another game that was less crap, and they did. And what was it? It was, bam, Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. Xena, Brent. Now, we're both Xena fans from yes. back in the day. Xena was a show uh, that ran in uh, from 95 to 2001, stunningly. That's a long run for a show like Xena. Xena was a show that was spun off of another show called Hercules, Legendary Journeys. Uh, had Kevin Sarbo play uh, 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 Hercules in that. Great. That was a pretty fun show in its own right. 
But Xena sort of took that thing a step further. Yeah. Uh, the show was developed by uh, Sam Raimi and uh, R.J. Stewart. So if you know who Sam Raimi is, the same guy that did Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, the original Spider-Man movies that were out uh, uh, a while back. It starred uh, Lucy Lawless as Xena and yes. Renee O'Connor as her sidekick Gabrielle as they traveled around the countryside. It ran, like I said, it ran 134 episodes. That is quite amazing if you think about how long it ran. There was a brief moment where Xena gained a, a pretty big standing in the States as a, almost like a novelty. Like people, you'd see it parodied. You'd see it on, you'd see uh, Lucy Lawless appear in different places and people would talk about it. So there was a time when the show was at its peak. That it was a uh, uh, sort of a, I would say, semi a, big deal. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it was a cultural significance. Yeah, yes. yeah, and I'd say it peaked probably with the uh, musical episode. I'd say that's that's where I would put its peak, and I'd say it, was, it slid down the hill uh, since then. No, it fell uh, off a cliff. Yeah, well, I was trying to be polite. So just, I'm not going to go into a huge backstory on Xena, but long story short, the character Xena was an evil warlord. I mean, the evilest brother. She went around slaughtering and pillaging suckers. But then she had an epiphany. She t- she turned face. It was a classic face turn. And because Gabrielle was like, "Don't be bad." She's like, "Dang, gosh, she's right. She's right." And so for the rest of the show, for the most part, Xena flies to the straight and narrow. Now she definitely slips into evil every now and she again. She does. Now uh, uh, the show had a great supporting cast. It was uh, uh, that's what made the show. You had every Bruce Campbell would be on there. Uh, uh, play role. She had a, a lot of uh, guys who went on to do other stuff. That would have been the guy that played Caesar went on to do other stuff. So you had a, lot, a good cast. The show, for the most part, uh, was a swashbuckling affair where every episode, Xena, Gabrielle, and some whoever was around, would just beat the tar out of geek after geek. Yeah, the geek of the week, the barbarians, or your, you know, yeah. And so you think to yourself, man, a show like that. That's that's an easy money for a video game. Well, it wasn't so easy when they tried it the first time and they made it a fighting game and it stunk. That sucked. So I went with the PSX, uh, the PlayStation version of, uh, of Xena Warrior Princess because it's a more of an action-adventure game in the style of, say, like a Tomb Raider. Uh, released in 99 on the PlayStation. Uh, it was published... Uh, it was developed by Universal Ar- Digital Arts and published by EA... Uh, and the guys, just a couple of the guys that worked there, I want to mention because of what they did. I thought it was funny. Uh, the creative director, Roger Hector, didn't do tons. The producer, Gary Stark, worked on, get this, uh, Star Raider 2, Pit Fighter, Hard Driving, Tubin, and T-Mech. The arcade, so this guy's an Atari guy. And the uh, the lead programmer, Dem- Dennis Coble, worked on the Odyssey 2 version of Atlantis. There you go. He also did a lot of PGA games for the Genesis. So with that kind of pedigree, you know it's gold. You've done a lot of stuff. So with that, I'll say, what are you doing in this game? Well, the game starts out, uh, as a lot of episodes did, with Gabrielle and Zeta just sort of walking down the road. They were sort of always walking somewhere. No one knew for sure. They sort of yeah. loved, like, they were like Kwai Chain Kane. Well, they just walked the earth looking for adventures. They were travelers, right. And so... 
Zena's uh, uh, like, listen, Gabriel, I want to stop by this village to see my uh, my buddy. Take off. Well, <laughs> that's, no, that's exactly well, she, what she said. She told her to go on up ahead to the next place they were going. Right. No, she said take. She said to get lost. That's what she said. Now you know in the show when this happens, Gabrielle screwed, and the game <laughs> is this game follows the show quite nicely, and yeah. it's, it's plotting. So, of course, Zena's walking through the village. She gets jumped by a bunch of geeks. Okay, and so that's when the fight's on. This is a, a third-person perspective, think Tomb Raider. That's what they were thinking. Game where you play Xena and you go through the game and you fight off guys. You've got, it's your typical game of its era. It's 3D. You've got some camera control. Putting up, they put the camera control in a dumb spot on the joystick. We'll talk about that. But uh, you've got some camera control to keep the camera behind you or wherever you need it to be while you're doing your thing. Xena can, she's got a button that lets her do kicks and stuff. She's got a button that does basically sword stuff. But then she's got the thing that, make, that separates this game from absolute crap. Xena in the show carries this thing around called the Chakra. And the chakra is second only to the glaive in its coolness. The glaive number one, chakra number two. The chakra is like basically like a halo. It's a blade. And Xena throws it. It's like a boomerang. It bounces off stuff. It's like a boomerang. In this game, if you hold down your R1 button, she gets into chakra mode. Right? She goes like, whoo, she bends over. And she and then you hit the button and she throws it. And your camera follows the shock. And it does the same thing in the show. Yeah, it happens a lot like which this Which is great. Show. And so you can sort of control the chakra as it goes yeah. through the air. I mean, listen, this thing is not like heat-seeking missile. But, I mean, it, well, it, it can, can be. go pretty far. <laughs> and so when you're in chakra mode, it's great because you can, you can wing it and, and hit geeks up on hills and cliffs and far away. It's fun. The chakra mode... I think it really separates this game from a lot of other games of, of this type. So, just to summarize how this goes, this is sort of a beat-em-up, I mean, in a lot of ways. You're going through the game in a fantasy setting, and you're stomping goose. Uh, the uh, the game, I believe it said it had seven worlds. Uh, to, uh, it said seven worlds and 21 sub-levels. Uh, uh, and when, when you say worlds, I mean, it's, listen, don't, don't fool yourself. You've got the kind of a, the forest coast. Yeah. Then you've got the woods. You've got a snow level. You've got like a hot level. You know, you've got the Amazon. It's landscapes. That's is what right. it is. But still, it is it is seven worlds, 21 levels. There's castles. There's a maze you go through. Of course. Stuff like is. that. There's always <laughs> got to be a maze. So as Zena goes through this with her sword, the geeks run up on her and they'll say something like, get her! There she is. We got her now. There's actually a lot of audio in yeah, there. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's a CD game, so that's not unheard. And soldiers of. are fine, but let's talk about before we go too far. Into, let's talk about the the uh, voice acting in this. It stinks. They didn't get any of the original actors. No, and it shows. And they, oh yeah, it does. Zena sounds horrible. Gabrielle is. Uh, you want her to be kidnapped and taken away? The worst offender was Ares. The first, when he popped up, it sounded like. They went to like a, a, a whole other world to record his and his audio. It's like in a, it's like in a room. I don't know what they were going for with him. But he's, Ares is the god of war. He projects confidence and power in the show. The guy no, that plays him is in the, in the show. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great actor. Died great. He was tremendous. He died early. But he was great actor. The Ares in this. It's like a slightly improved jockster. He's a puss. 
And he's also he's also sounds like he recorded his parts in a well. <laughs> no, it sounds like it sounded like him, Zena was or whoever played Zena was recording their lines, right? Yeah. And then Aries was in the sound booth. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and record Aries sound too. <laughs> Through the glass. That's right. <laughs> it stinks. And some of the bad guys, I mean, all the bad guys are like, oh, it's like the, well. they would get ditched. They would get ditched from the lowest budget cartoon for this it, Listen, <laughs> it's not it good. Stinks. But it, 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 it's actually it's so cheesy. It's kind of comical. It is so. funny, but it's dumb. And that's what gets me is. I mean, listen, you couldn't get Lucy Lawless to do this for the game. No, you probably couldn't. Well, I mean, don't make the game. No. no or get I, someone better. I don't. Oh, better would have been nice, but I it's don't think. It's one time if you get it's, if you get big-timed in your game by, like, a big-time star. Let's say Sylvester Stallone. He, or or what well, he's got, they won't do the audio. Okay, fine. But this is, this is Lucy Lawless No, here. but that's the problem. If you get Lucy Lawless, then you have to get Renee O'Connor. No, you don't. And then you have to get Aries, and you've got to get... Uh, get him! What are they doing? No, I... Uh, listen, they, you, they blew it on that. So that, that takes I would have liked to have had the voices, too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I... Thank God they got I the, some of the music. I understand why they didn't get it. So... Just as a typical, just I don't know how far you got in this. I got past, I got to the castle past the Cyclops level. Okay. I tapped out. So, just as a typical level in this, the, they, the, the thing mentioned it was seven worlds with sub-levels. Okay, that's, that's effectively true. The, for example, the very first level, you fight your way to the city, you beat up some goons, they open the city doors. In the second part of it, you have to rescue hostages, uh, with your shocker. Now, the shocker is cool, but it does have some flaws. It is not the most accurate weapon I've ever seen. And so, what's one of the funny things that'll happen on that level and other levels, too, is when guys are holding hostages, you'll throw the shocker and kill the hostage. I did that over and over. Or if you take too long lining up your shot, they'll just kill the hostage right in front of you. And it is brutal. Yeah, blood squirts out. <laughs> I mean, they just sword across the throat type of affair. Yeah. Uh, something that needs to be said with the shocker, you can get power ups. That will autopilot it, yeah. and then you just throw it in and zips around the level. Yeah. And it's awesome. It reminds me sort of like Captain America's shield when you do <laughs> yeah. that. It just bings around. Yeah, there are power ups you pick up during the game. There's stuff that'll give you like invincibility. You can pick up uh, power and you know energy and whatnot. Uh, it's not. I, I wouldn't say they reinvented a wheel. The shocker, super shocker, is the best one. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, that's the autopilot. Uh, so. Anyway, once you go through that, then you, there's some puzzle elements. Now, this is where this game started to fall off the cliff for me, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Because then it's time, it's the awkward 3D Jumping platforming puzzles. section. Yeah. <laughs> I recorded, you know, I'm using a video that I found from someone competent because I'm watching the segment and that took me a thousand years to get through. Because it takes forever to line this stuff up. Because you have to get the camera behind you. The camera in this is your classic camera. Like it doesn't want to play ball. It wants to. It wants to move to the left. It wants to be in front of you. And so you're always jostling it. And they don't, for whatever reason they don't have it set up on the second. Well, I guess it might have been because the. I'm not sure if the uh, uh, if the twin sticks was even out when this was released. Well, do you remember? I don't recall. Uh, but whatever it was, you you have buttons to move the camera. Which now, you, of course, uh, I played it on the Mister, so you can move that around. But I didn't do it. You have buttons that suggest the, where the camera goes. The camera is troublesome. <laughs> but I mean, it always was in these games, you know. Uh, so anyway, there are some puzzle elements, a lot of puzzle elements actually in the game. But it's not like heavy duty, like you can't figure no, it out puzzles. No, they're you know, it's not bad. 
uh, uh, overall. But it, it, there's at the end you fight a big boss. The first level is just like a warlord. The second level, the first part you fight, you, you have to go up against this cyclops, and the whole first part of the level he's throwing boulders at you from up high, and you've got to try to dodge. And it was probably I thought that was probably one of the best thing I played actually. Uh, and then once you fight the Cyclops, you shock him in the face and stomp on his fingers until he falls off a hill. That was pretty good, too. I kind of like that. I watched a playthrough of this where Xena confronts a Minotaur. There's there's some dragon in there. Uh, Gabrielle, of course, gets kidnapped for a, uh, some sort of New World Order cult that they're brewing. So they use a lot of the that's, similar yeah, that's themes. from the show. From, they use similar themes from the show. Now, this game actually suffers... From one of the major flaws that the show did. It is funny. They've captured the show. And the problem is, the show, I mean, we watched this show for years. And one of the things I started doing was skipping all the fight scenes. Because they're just, <laughs> they, and I give them credit, they came up with every wacky way to make these fight scenes more interesting. Sometimes Xena has a pole. Sometimes she's, her hands are bound. Sometimes she doesn't have the sword. She's only fighting with her hands. Sometimes just karate fighting with guys. They did everything they could to make these, but at the end of the day, Xena just pounds some geeks over and over. It's like I used to watch Kung Fu. That, that show, like maybe one time in the episode, maybe twice, maybe three times max, Kwai Chain King would have to tussle with somebody, and those fights were quick because he's a Kung Fu master. Xena, it'd be like 40% of the episode would be her just pounding the crap out of guys. And so, to get to the interesting plot development, you had to set through these fight scenes over and over. That's what this game is. You just sit and you just go through these fight and just geeks just run up, you crush them. I didn't find them any more or less difficult as I went either. They just seemed like dorks. I mean, the end guys were more difficult, but that was it. Eventually, you rescue uh, Gabrielle, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they didn't rewrite history here with yeah. this thing. What did you think of this game? You're a Xena. You're a big Xena fan. I, I'm a huge season one through three Xena mark. Well, just, would you just would you say you like Xena? You don't have to specify no, the season. No, you do. We the, all know it went off a cliff. The, game ra- the, the show radically changed in season four. Yeah. Um, but I, <clears throat> this plays well. As in, when you hit a button, something happens. Yeah. Um, I didn't find the jumping puzzles that hard, but the camera is a 100% pain in the butt, yeah. which really kills what could have been a really fun game. You feel powerful. You feel like, I mean, you're carving people up. You're throwing your weapon, you're you're doing all this awesome stuff, and Xena has a crap ton of moves. And she gets more. Yeah. And she does like, she'll do tumble tub, rolls, she'll do like, she'll spin around, she can get this thing where electricity comes from the sky and lights up her sword, and she's electrifying people. I mean, yeah. she, she's got a lot of cool moves. Yeah. I agree. She, she's got a ton of, and you can get through the game just attack, 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 or at least as far as I got, which was past the Cyclops. Um, <laughs> you can do that, or you can go for that cinematic feel and really do the jumps and, and, and chain all these combos together. Um, and I appreciated that. Uh, I, I felt this absolutely captured the show. Absolutely well, captured the show. It did, except for the voice. The voice acting took it out of me. It really I, did. I, I, didn't, I mean, the voice acting was not but the music good. Was, but, they got the music in. But it didn't kill me. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. 
But I've played this before, too. Oh, I played, have you? Yeah, I played this back in the day. Oh, okay. So yeah. you have a special insight. How did this play? How did you figure this thing held up back in those days? Because it seemed like it was over. This this was as good as anything else that came out at the time. Yeah. Um, with the exception, I mean, the same the problem I have with it now is the camera is worse than games that did the camera well. And the reason why is the stage design. The, it has a lot of situations where you're walking down a corridor, turning, getting something, turning around and coming back, and the camera doesn't know how to play with things like that. It has a very few just wide open areas uh, where the camera can freely do its thing. It hardly ever has any segments like that. It, you are usually walking down a path, a winding path, which limits how many polygons are on the screen, which is a sign of the time. Yeah. Um, but that causes issues for the game. <laughs> Sorry, this is the, if you're watching the video, this is the part where Ares shows off his verbal prowess. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorely tempted to play this. No, so bad. no, no. But, yeah, now, you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned how this got over, because this is a good segue into the reviews on this. I looked at the reviews up, and I really didn't know what to expect. You've got to put, this is a lot, like, you know, people are like, hey, how do you put this game over that, that old system? We always try to, I do anyway, I try to put myself in the in the era of the system. How If I was playing a PlayStation, how would this fare? What would I think of this? Because if you look at this now, I mean, it looks... It's almost like like a movie set. You go up against walls. You see seams. It's just like the kind of stuff you would see. Everything's pointed. There's not that many curves, you know. But you've got to point yourself into that era. But it's still, it's interesting to see what the, how the reviews were. Well, uh, and, and one thing, I'm going to let you do your reviews. Uh, this, at its heart, this is some kind of, of Final, Fan, or, uh, Final Fight type of thing where you're, yeah. where you're beating up enemies, right? But they had enough unique set pieces and enough fun concepts as you go along to keep it interesting. Yeah. And that's very important for a game like this, and I think they did fairly well at it. Also, getting a lot of moves in there. If you're going to beat Tons. geeks up, you might yes. not at least enjoy the beatdown. Uh, just to throw out a few reviews of contemporary reviews, uh, Absolute PlayStation gave this an 84%. Uh, the Adrenaline Vault gave it uh, 4 out of 5 stars. New Gamer gave it a 78%. Uh, it's funny. I looked down. The official PlayStation Magazine gave it a, uh, a three and a half out of five. And if That's you, fair. And the funny thing is GameSpot killed this game. <clears throat> 4.6 out of 10. You know, so they, they, GameSpot, they, it's, they're a weird... If you look at their reviews, they really were moody. They were probably expecting a check. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> you think everything's crooked, the brand. It's not all crooked. Uh, but uh, so the, it, it got pretty decent reviews, all things considered. Uh, but And I would say this is one I could sort of... I mean, I really got frustrated with the jumping at parts where you had to jump over the platform. Well, and that's really because of the camera. Yeah, it, it is. And well, I mean, just like any of these games, lining it up is difficult. But I mean, they did catch a lot of what. And the funny thing is, when you're playing as Xena, she's not talking. You feel like, okay, this is Xena. She's doing her patting, yeah, yeah, and screaming, and she just randomly, which is fun. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's inappropriate. <laughs> like she just does one move on a guy, and she's like, ah, 
Oh, yeah. Or she screams right as a villager's getting their throat slit. That happened to me once. Yeah, yeah. Because I hit someone else, but it triggered over here. I will like, say, the, like, fir crumped. the first time I, I killed someone with the shocker that was held hostage, I did the chuckle. Yeah. And I will say the shocker, getting back to it, it makes the game. It, it separates this game from being. I mean, yeah, she's well, got a I lot think of moves. she had a lot. I think she has enough moves that she could have lived without it, but oh, it, it elevates. I it. mean, and I, th I got to give the guys that made this credit. That probably wasn't the easiest thing to implement. I agree, Shocker. So, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really good. Uh, we did get a, a, a re review from our buddy Pajaka, who chimes in. Uh, being an early 3D game, it's easy to forget that developers were still finding their feet with 3D games. A lot of things like good camera movement had not even begun to be developed yet. Boy, ain't that the truth. So it suffers from a lot of awkward movement and having to shuffle the camera around, which is very slow to move manually. That is also true. Yeah. That said, as a licensed game, Xena is not so that bad. It's not going to win any awards, but I can see myself picking this up at a bargain bin back in the day and getting my money's worth out of it. Once you get used to playing it, you've got a button bash and beat em up. My only actual gripe with the game was controlling the shocker when you throw it. Small gameplay areas mean that you will be bouncing off scenery or the sky and back uh, to you in a heartbeat. I only managed to make it to the Cyclops at level 2 due to a hectic schedule this week, but I enjoyed my time. Certainly worth an afternoon of your time to check it out. But not one to come back to after six out of ten. I would I would probably give it a little more love than that. I'd probably say somewhere near seven. I mean, at the time, this was probably a, I you know I do have trouble. I will say this is I do have trouble going back and playing games like this sometimes. This era is tough because they're so they're so bad looking, it, and especially when you grew up in the arcades and stuff had developed quite nicely in two yeah. D. And so you, but I mean, I will say as a as a game based on the show. I didn't find this uh, a hideous embarrassment like Doctor Who. I mean, th this plays like an episode of Xena yes. too much in some instances. Where a Doctor Who game, Dag Attack, it didn't play like it didn't play like anything because it would just it just sucked. Uh, I looked this up on eBay, uh, the brand, just to see how it would do, and I suspected this would be going for a, a decent price. And is it's fifteen bucks or less? You could pick this. Well, up. Well, they sold a ton of these. A ton. This sold really well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one of those things that if you have a a desire for all things Xena. Uh, uh, this is a pretty easy pickup. I would, you know, I saw that they had. A, I, I wonder, it's like you know, if this because I, I got the same vibe you did. It was fairly critically accepted for the most part. Uh, I think it, it, it was it was like middle of the road. But it wasn't panned, you know, a little bit higher than a C. And I thought to myself, well, with that momentum, I wonder what they did. Well, they did in fact make a PS2 Xena game. I've never seen it or played it. But it may be somewhere down the line. I'll throw that in the mix because we haven't done a whole lot of PS2 stuff. There you go. So I might put that in the mix too. So what you think? Are we going to do TV games again next week? Is that the way we're going to do it? I don't know, Aaron. We need to talk a little about Retro Rewind to see if we're going to. Oh, what do you know about the old Retro Rewind, the brand? Aaron, if I had an Amiga, yeah, right? And, and you should. And, and, and it's not working right. But yeah. I really want to play dialect attack so I can make fun of it. Yeah. I'm just going to send that bad boy right up to Retro Rewind, old Frank, uh, up in Canada, and have him fix it for me. Yeah. I can't fix it. No, I'm too, too dumb. dumb. Yeah. And, uh, but... He's not too dumb. That's that, true. And that's all you need. And don't forget his fine staff who will take care of your business full time. 
If you've got a Commodore machine that needs a little TLC, and I mean everything from the lowly Commodore uh, C16 all the way up to the mammoth uh, Amiga 4000 or CDT or CD32, he's your hookup. Hey, do you have a TRS-8 car computer? I do. You need some action on that? He'll take care of you there too. Plus, for all these machines, aside from services, he'll sell you diagnostic tools, replacement capacitors, and things like the Kung Fu Flash and the SD solution, the Coco, the SDC. All this under one roof in North America, a man with literally decades upon decades of experience. Frank and his fine staff will help you out and is official sponsor of both Boat Fest and Amigathon. Thank you very much, Frank, for your uh, uh, continued support. And please go to retrorewind.ca and give Frank a chance. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Absolutely. What have we got this week, the brand? Now, Aaron, this is a rare week. This rarely happens, but oh, here we are. Yeah, what's that mean? We it didn't, usually means something bad. We didn't have to add a new standard piece this week because oh. we got technically a retro rewind piece. That is piece. weird. Did you put all the pieces back? I did, I did. So, we have GameCube as our retro rewind piece this week. We've had... Uh, I could do some GameCube. We've had some middling luck with GameCube over the years, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to try that Star Wars game on there. Here we go. Good, healthy spin. we got to change that logo. Here what we, we are. Got TV games? What? <laughs> no. We have team fighting games. <laughs> team oh, fighting okay. Games. So like a King of Fighters type thing. This is any game, any fighting game, where you are in control of two or more people. But not at once. But not at once. Okay. Correct. Oh, I'll see now we're in our wheelhouse here. Okay. Who suggested that one to Brent? Uh they sure did, Aaron. Yeah, maybe that was one you suggested. <laughs> Thank you to whoever suggested that. Bridge dropped the ball and then write it down. Or maybe we just didn't know. No, this I think this is a new a New old piece. Okay. This is a piece that before we started giving credit to people. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That'll be fun because we've never covered that with team fighting games. That would be that'll be a fun one to try out. Hey, listen. Uh, before we head out, Brent, we just want to once again mention everybody that tickets are on sale now uh, for Boat Fest 2023, Brent, June 23rd to 25th. Uh, please, I beseech you, get your tickets now. Because they're over half gone, and the, most of the locals haven't picked theirs up yet, so they'll pretty much be depleting rapidly. Yeah, this should be a fun event. Uh, the Brent, uh, if you haven't caught it before, this is our little computer festival we have right here in Hurricane, West Virginia. The namesake of the boat. Uh, this year, it's going to be over a pub downtown Hurricane. Uh, we're going to have all sorts of computers coming out, and I mean all kinds of wacky stuff. In fact, just this past week, I delved deep into the past. To go and rectify one of your screw ups and refine the super cassette vision, which I'm going to be bringing that. We're going to have the Socrates. We're going to have the Vectrex. There could, I think there'll be a new one there. That'll be a lot of fun to play a little new one. The, uh, we're going to get some uh, uh, Jaguar four player action going. And of course, Amigas, Amstrads, ZX Spectrums, Ataris of all shapes and sizes. I saw uh, our good buddy Josh over 48K Ram getting together his setup for to bring the Bofa. So it's going to be quite uh, an Plus, event. filming live shows. Yeah. Auctions. Yeah. I heard you running the auction. How did that happen? Uh, I said, man, I'd like to try that. And they were like, <laughs> okay. Can you give me the auctioneer voice? No. Oh, that's a bummer. It's a secret. Okay. Well, there you go. So that'll be fun. Hey, Aaron, I want to real quick 
call out our Patreons this week. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we don't normally we do the video at the end and all that good stuff. I'm actually not doing that this week. We're just going to do a fresh. I put compiled the list of all our fresh ongoing Patreons, and I want to read them off. We've got. Rolo, Mr. B, Terry Howard, Frodo NL, Lauren Garut, Kevin Bean, Mitsuyama, Oram, Olaf Hope, Dave Terrence, Roushi, Graham W. Vetke, Andy Jones, Jason Warrens, Jerry D, Jerry Dennington, uh, Dave Velociraptor, Sundown, Templar Mar, Chris Munch, Petzl, <coughs> Rob Flack O'Hara, Texas Foosballer, Chris Folds, Richard Smith, Pajaco6502, Andy Craig, Z9K9, John Dykeman, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Retro Algae, and Anthony Jarvis. Bring it by the way, it's Laurent Giroux. Not, not Laurent Giroux. No, I see. It's Laurent Giroux. See, you, you, you seem to have a, a misconception about something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What? My list. Oh, so you can just mispronounce yeah. people's names? No, I'm not mispronouncing it. I'm giving it the Brent Flair. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's a good note to get out of here on. Next week, everybody, we'll be taking a look at team fighting. So until then, for God's sake, go home, fire up some Xena, and maybe some Doctor Who. Hey!